Hey, sweet thing. This is Rowan with Preggers Can Be Choosers, and you've signed in to the Afterbirth Fourth and More Trimester Support Group. This is a weekly, this is new for us, weekly group that meets every Tuesday at 11 Central Time. And we're here together to talk about getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and then how we're going to manage this afterwards, right? So my name is Rowan. I'm one third of Preggers Can Be Choosers. I'm a licensed midwife and licensed massage therapist and professional curandera here in Houston, Texas. And I think that's all I need to say about that. So we have Caitlin and Bev with us right now. Would either one of you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Caitlin. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Both of them started school today. Um, my five-year-old's going back to school and my two-year-old is just Today's his first day, and there were no tears from anyone, which was awesome. And that's where I'm at. Hey, this is Bev. Um, I have four kids now. Um, I have an eight-year-old, seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-month-old. Um, so I've been adjusting to new baby life all over again after a break from it. And my kids also went back to school today, and I have been white knuckling the past few days, so I'm really glad <laughs> to have a few hours off. Um, yeah, that's it. One of my friends, her kids were like, it was like two or three years ago, her kids were in high school. She's like, I'm so glad the kids went back to school. They need to get out of my hair. <laughs> I was like, right on, right on. I got things to do. My kids need to go someplace so they can do it and I can do it. So um, I forget what we're, oh, we're talking about morning rituals today because we were going to meet on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve and then that didn't happen. And then New Year's Eve, we're like, whatever. And so here we are now. So we're going to talk about morning rituals and what we need to do. And that's probably good since kids go back to school. And we know one of our um, peeps isn't here with us because she's an appointment. So sorry to miss that and miss her. But first, I want to check in like how the holidays went. And then Caitlin and I are going to do a review of our friend making exercise. So, <laughs> so um, for holidays, mine was fantastic. You know, my kids are old. Like my youngest uh, son is 25. My youngest daughter is 29, 28, somewhere in there. And then I have a set of twins who are in their, um, their 36. Chad is 37 and Josh is 39. So all my kids are way old. So my, all my kids are y'all's age. So um, um, I didn't, I, went, I did go to my daughter's house for solstice. So that was nice. She just moved and it was fun. And she has a great partner. And uh, then my sister went out of town. So she was out of my hair and that was good. And then I just like hung around and like, I'm used to living by myself. And then when I moved in to um, the Airstream and I put it in my sister's backyard, there's always somebody to talk to. And it's exhausting. And it was so nice. It was just me and the dogs. Like, and I do realize how much I talk to the dogs. Okay, for sure. But I'm just telling you folks, when you have adult children, that's what's up. Like, so all the stuff you're doing now, you're like, when your kids are old, you'll be like, my kids are the jam and they have their own house. <laughs> so it was really nice. And then my sister came back into town and, uh, oh, my brother-in-law was out of town too. So like, it was just me. And then, um, Everybody came back into town. We kind of like goofed off. Oh, and I attended a birth on New Year's Eve. I was having a party and I was like, y'all have to go home because I have to go to a birth <laughs> at 10 o'clock. And my sister's like, good, they need to leave so I can go to bed. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> my sister's an old lady. And so um, I went to a birth and it was a beautiful birth. Um, somebody had gifted me a string of rope lights to put 
in between the liner and the birth pool and it made this beautiful light and the baby was born at 4:43 in the morning and it was just ridiculously beautiful so um it just was really nice so um i'll post that in our podcast group um so you guys can see this picture but like some of the pictures because i'm a closet iphonographer so it was just really on point i gotta say so that's um my how my holidays went so uh Oh, and my sister had this really great idea and gave people these really wonderful presents. So that was well received. And we only have a ceramic Christmas tree that was my grandma's. You know, it's like 60 years old or something, probably older. And um, where you just, you know, it has those light bright lights on it and you just turn it on, you know. And so every year we take the two pieces apart, take the light bulb out and just throw it away because it's crap out. And then put it in a box and it takes all of about five minutes. And then we take it back to the storage unit and it's glorious. So like that's the extent of our, we're not Christians, but that's the extent of our holiday decorations. And it was great. So that's what I got to say about that. So anybody else like to share about their holidays? Okay, I'll go. Um, my holidays were, I don't know, I guess they, it was better than um, the past several years for the most part, but my um, family got split in half and there was a huge falling out and of course, right before Christmas. And it was just like years of resentment towards both sides of my family, just everything uh, blew up and I was kind of in the middle of it. So that part was like very emotionally stress stressful and but luckily wait, 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 I, I wait, wait. spent was it like with your kids, like over custody stuff or like like adults no. were acting out? adults so it was my my parents and then my brother and his wife and just I don't even I can't in order to explain it it would take like this whole show so I'm not going to do that but it was just really stressful and emotional um but I did spend a lot of my time with my boyfriend's family and they are extremely just warm and welcoming and and so i was really glad that i had that um because i really um wanted to stay away from like the family drama and all that and so i am grateful that i had that resource um for the most part it was good my kids didn't didn't uh know that anything bad was going on and that's the way i wanted to keep it so i'm happy as far as that goes. Hey y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. My holidays were really chill and relaxed. Um, all of my in-laws came up, which they normally do for Christmas because I host Christmas. Um, and then this year, my sister-in-law, one of her, um, one of them, the one who lives with us, uh, in, uh, invited her bosses, but also her friends who um, she's opening up a brewery with um, downtown, it's urban south. Um, anyway, so they came to my house for Christmas this year. Um, and so I found out like Christmas or the 23rd that they were coming for sure on Christmas Eve. Um, so I was like, well, they can't wake up at my house without something in stockings and something under the tree because that's weird to me um and that's just not the way that i host things um so it was really good and i, I did some christmas eve shopping which i hate but i did it um 
And otherwise, we had a really great time and we did our surprise box, which is my favorite tradition from my family. Um, and then after that, everybody left the day after Christmas. Uh, my in-laws went to Alaska. My, one of my sister-in-laws went back to Laredo. My other sister-in-law and her friends went downtown for a week. And so it was my husband and me and our kids for a week by ourselves. And we sat on the couch and did absolutely nothing. And it was the most spectacular week. Neither my husband and I were mad that the other wasn't doing some kind of chore or anything. It was, it was needed for both of us to just veg the fuck out. And our house was a disaster and it was delightful. Right on. I got to say a lot of TV was watched over here. And um, one thing, I don't know if you guys have watched Anne with an E. <laughs> have you watched that show? That's fantastic. Like, Anne is an orphan, and she comes, and she's super progressive. She has bright red hair, and, um, you know, that can be hard. Like, my hair's not as bright as it used to be, but bright red hair is sometimes difficult to navigate with. And um, in the first, one of the first shows, this kid tries to talk to her, and she goes, I said, I'm not talking to you. And she, like, gets them, brains them with her, like, it's a clipboard, and it's a slate. And since then, it's been like, it's on with this girl. I love it. So Anne with an E was on. And then we watched, we watched a lot of Mrs. Maisel. And then um, there's a show called Abstract. I like to learn stuff a lot. So I watched Abstract. So it's just really good. So, all right. Well, we can talk about our friend making exercise. It's me and Caitlin. So Caitlin, you share and then I'll share. <laughs> and for those who don't know what it was, it was, um, we decided a topic about, I don't know, two shows ago was friend making exercise was just like getting out of the house and doing something fun and different and so um you know just to flex that friend making muscle because you don't have to make a best friend for life you just gotta do something that's for you and so a friend of mine that is part of my friend making exercise was having a how to make a lampshade class and so i convinced some people to go and i gotta say for me what it was because it opened up a lot of doors for me because blythe dr blythe really likes those furniture clearance places like from hotel rooms so we went there's two in houston two big ones where you can buy like your dresser for 10 bucks or whatever you know and they're like super strong and um so we just went to lamp class or we went to we got these lamps and we didn't know really what we we're doing so we found out we didn't have the right parts or whatever but we got some lamp bases where from hotels you plug in you know you put the plug in so it was cool. So we ended up making a lampshade for my brother-in-law out of a reused t-shirt with a Superman t-shirt that he had thrifted from New York. And so that was a present for him. And the lamp base, it was a standing lamp. It was really heavy. It's only like five bucks. And the lampshade making class was 125. So with the knowledge we got from the lampshade making class, we've changed the lighting in our house. We've used some lampshades and it's really been fun. And then also got access to these you know, open our mind to like, since we're um, removing some furnishings around our office, like where to get new, like different shit, you know, so it's been really fun. So it was a gateway to personal development and professional development. And then also thinking about lighting in general. So that was the premise. And that's like been the takeaway for us. Um, but there were some details that were slightly skewed at the actual class that um, I'm gonna let Caitlin share about and then I'll jump in. There's someone at my door um, and the dogs are going crazy. So I actually need to hang on. So Rowan, can you share it? Cause I have to, I think it's Amazon Prime and I have to say Prime Driver. Go get it, go get it. 
forget it. I don't want to reveal too much here because um, it'll be great. I want Caitlin. I want to see Caitlin's face. But um, have you ever done something like that, Bev, like a friend-making exercise where you've just done something for you? Have there something that you're thinking about doing? Well, I wanted to join on, join in on the lampshade making, but I couldn't, um, I couldn't do it, but it seemed really fun. Um, it was something that I haven't really thought about doing until, um, I don't know, <laughs> until like, that. Well, why uh, would you? Like, oh, I should make a lampshade. Like, who thinks this shit? <laughs> no, whatever. just like, like friend building exercises, oh, you know, right, like okay, okay. until that show, I guess it was two shows ago. Um, oh. until then I, I didn't think about doing anything like that. So I wish I could have gone. Yeah. I definitely want to hear the story. <laughs> and how, and do you have any inspo on something that you might do, Bab, that might be fun for you? Um, okay. So I've always wanted to learn how to do pottery. I've never done that. Okay. So I, that might be a cool thing. Right on, right on. I took a ceramics class from Felber <laughs> studio down here in Montrose. So, and that was great because, because you can, you know, there's wheel stuff and then there's slab building where you just make a slab and that's fun to do with kids once you learn how to do that stuff. So, yeah, well, I totally True. encourage you. And then up kind of, well, I don't know if it's kind of where you live. There's a glass blowing class. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right on. Okay. We're going to talk about, um, I'm getting all excited here. <laughs> calm myself down. We're going to talk about lampshade making and then we're going to talk about the glass blowing class that Caitlin just did. Okay. I'm muting you, Beth. So the lampshade class was fun with some interesting character people. Um, the information was really good, but I really needed a chair. I wanted a chair more than I wanted anything else in the whole house. Because um, it was like was five weird. hours of standing. That was a really bad oversight on her part, that there was just table set up and no chairs. And I normally drive a van that's full of lawn chairs, like, you know, like I could throw a beach party at any moment out of my van, but I was in my sister's car. So I had no lawn chairs. So yeah, that was like way oversight poor on her part. I thought. Yeah. I was, cause it was really tough, especially like when you're doing the fine, like work to get your lampshade wrapped, it's really tough to like stand and do that. Um, but it was, it was fun. I mean, it was good information. It was, a little slowly paced um, for me because I was like, okay, well, I have the step. Like, what's the next step? Um, I don't know. I I had fun, and but I was like, okay, can we just finish the one before lunch? Like, I didn't see why it needed to be so long because we could have easily finished both lampshades and then done lunch almost because it was um, it was just really slow paced for me. Yeah, and I would have just done it differently. So what I learned is that my friend <coughs> is good at doing her thing, but she's not an especially effective teacher. So there was no handout. There was no chair. Um, she had some assistance. I'll use that in air quotes that kept going and getting stoned and then coming and slowing down the class. So like, it's about being a good teacher is very different from being good at what you do and just kind of puttering around in your studio until it gets done. So um, so I was grateful for the knowledge. I was grateful to learn. I was grateful to um, have myself expanded. And I was also grateful to like take somebody else's workshop. So it reminds me 
where could I tighten my own game on my workshops and where could I, you know, loosen up? And so, and I'm real structured. Like even before I teach a class, like I see how many people can sit comfortably, how many resources there are. I'm like, I'm like super logical about that stuff, even though I'm not a super logical person. So I'm cultivating my practicality. So, um, yeah. And I was like, why is this taking so long? Like, and then she would have stuff that didn't work. Like, oh, I thought this would work, but it doesn't work. So here's this, here's that. And you're like, get your shit together, lady. So it, like it was like seven times longer. The, what? Yeah, she didn't check that we had the materials to make two different size lampshades. So we ended up making the same size lampshade. Yeah. So. Yeah. Come on. Like Come on. Was, you know, it's just, it's really frustrating because you're like, I paid for these two sizes of lampshades and then you're not actually getting those. Mm -hmm. um, that to me was really frustrating. Yeah, no, it is. 100%. And it's not um, good business. You know, she didn't deliver on what the promise was. There was no handout. There was no this. It just seemed like she kind of like decided to put it together the day before, you know, like there was no kind of logic to it. Um, I knew we were in trouble when I sh showed up almost an hour early because Blythe and I were running errands. And then we showed up and she was just getting home from Walmart buying stuff that she needed. And I was like, oh man, okay. So she's like, no, it's going to be fine. I have these assistants. That was not like how it was at all. Not at all. So her positive did not know what they were doing. It's like, oh, and they didn't even show up on time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and this is what happens when you, your assistants are your family and there's not clear expectations about what you want done. So anyway, that's Rowan's business 411. So the good thing was that I learned something. I got to hang out with you, Caitlin. We we're goofing off. It helped me develop other pieces that were independent of the class. Because remember my life, I think about making a lampshade. Um, well, okay, so then we took them with us to a market that we were doing, and we didn't sell the lamps, but we sold the shit out of everything that was underneath those lamps that was illuminated. So <laughs> that was great. We're like, oh, maybe we don't sell the lamps because we don't want to really make a bunch more lampshades because um, we're not that good at it, and I don't want to get good at it because it's, it's a learning curve. Um, but I'm interested in taking lamps and illuminating more stuff, so that was it. So yeah, but the chair thing was a problem. And I saw it was going to be a problem. And I knew I had to stand up and vend at the market that afternoon or that evening. So I sat my sister. There was like one half upholstered chair. So I grabbed the table next to the half upholstered chair so my sister would have a place to sit. So there you go. All right. Anything else you want to say about the lampshade making class? Did you actually put the lampshade on the lamp that you brought? I did. I just needed to get a different um, harp for it. I got a shorter mm -hmm. harp and it actually works really well now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it actually... It works and either one works really nicely. Uh, they're kind of interchangeable, uh, which is working really nicely, except that I don't have any more lamps to put them on because the other lamps I have are much, much bigger um, and would need a bigger shade. Well, we went to those lamp place, you know, the, um, the, the resource store or whatever, and just took the lampshades and didn't take the old ones apart and just recovered it. But we did use that special tape and stuff, so. There you go. All right. Well, I think that covers it. Oh, well, why don't you tell us about your um, glass blowing class? Sure. So I went, we, my husband and I celebrated our eighth wedding anniversary. And instead of um, buying something this year, we decided to do a glass blowing workshop um, at three dimensional, three dimensional creations. I don't know. It's in Tomball. Um, and it was really good. It, it was just the, just us for like the entire class. And we did, um, they do it so that it's per piece, like you pay per piece, but not per person. 
So we paid like the $60 for an ornament, but we both got to be there to make the ornament and do the things. And then like it was $250 for a wavy bowl, which turned out really cool. And you get to pick your own colors and you actually do get to help make it. You're not just like a bystander. Um, there are parts of it that yes, you are a bystander because you don't have the skill. <laughs> like you just don't, but it was super cool and really, um, really a fun thing for us to do. And um, they have their teaching on point. So yeah, it was great. What and motivated you to, what motivated you to take a place from there or to take a class from there? My husband was like, I was like, what do you want to do? And he just sent me a random text message. that was like, how about this? And he actually is the one who found it. And I was like, that sounds awesome. Um, Cause we wanted to do something different. And that just seemed, um, and I, I guess his, one of his coworkers said that um, they've taken a butcher class. And so Nathan started looking at all kinds of different classes because he was like, I didn't know that any of these classes existed. So then he started digging in the Houston area and there's tons of classes. There's pottery classes, there's glass blowing. The, this butchery class, like you learn to butcher a pig and you take the pig home, you know, which is like, and, and it's just, it's an interesting class that you can take. And I would have never known that such a thing existed. So now we're starting to explore uh, what other classes are around Houston that we can do. All right. Well, that's cool. I don't think I have any friend making exercise classes or learning things. I used to teach at Leisure, leisure Learning and it was cool seeing the different people who would come and learn different stuff. And I think when we learn a skill, like it's always something cool. So even if your friend making exercise is a bust, you'll still like, cause none of the people there at the class that we were at, Caitlin, I didn't think, I didn't want to like have a further relationship with them. How about you? There's <laughs> no. <laughs> some interesting folks. And like everybody else had bought fabric, you know, and Blythe and I brought skirts. Dr. Blythe and I brought skirts to cut up to make our lampshades. So we were already looking a little weird. And then I was using our serger and stuff. So, but it's okay. All right, let's talk about morning rituals. Anybody want to do that? Sorry, I'm struggling right now. <laughs> um, like you're struggling so, now, just with a baby, or? Yeah, I'm I, okay. So I have mastitis right now, oh, and good, okay. it's extremely, extremely painful. And so I'm trying to pump. And then give her bottles, and she's not taking the bottle very well. Um, and when she nurses, it's just like so bad. So, anyways, but I was gonna say I definitely have a um, morning ritual for myself um, to have my coffee in quiet, and it doesn't always work out, you know, with four kids and everything. But most of the time, I have at least ten minutes that I set aside for myself. Most of the time, I go outside. Um, so I can just enjoy nature and fresh air and I just have my coffee and I'll be watching YouTube videos or just sitting in silence, like whatever I feel like I need right then. Um, it's, I definitely can tell a difference in my days, like how my day goes, if I have that 10 minutes with coffee or not. And if I don't have it and I'm, you know, drinking my 
coffee on the run, it's just not the same. And <laughs> so that's like a, a really important thing for me. And it's like, my boyfriend knows that he knows that like, you know, when he's not working on the weekends and stuff, I get an even longer coffee break and I'm outside for 20, 30 minutes if I can. While he um, does what he can with the kids and all that. So it's just a really important thing for me to have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How did you discover that? That that was that was that before you had the baby, or how did you discover that those ten minutes that your coffee time is critical? Um, well, I've been a coffee drinker for many years, and I used to be a smoker. Um, and I I do vape sometimes, but uh, I quit cigarettes like years ago. And the coffee just it's been a part of my life for like most of my life now. So. Um, I didn't used to always, it wasn't so important to me before kids to be able to go outside and sit down in quiet and drink coffee, but definitely after having kids, it just became a thing for me, and I just realized very quickly that I needed it. Got it. Got it. How about you, Caitlin? Uh, mine's very similar. Before kids, it didn't really matter, like, what my morning routine looked like. It would be just, I could get up and shower and do the things I wanted to do in the order I wanted to do them that day. Um, but I only started thinking about this when someone asked me, like, do you have a morning routine that, like, helps you get a better start to your day? Because, um, especially with your kids, you know, I feel um, this other mom was just feeling like it was like they were starting off on a bad foot every day, you know, and I, for me, it's, I need to be up and I need to do a shower by myself or a coffee by myself or that one thing so that I can wake up enough to go wake my kids up so that I feel like I've already gotten a head start, um, whether it be getting their breakfasts made or, you know, getting just if lunches weren't prepared the night before getting that together, it's, just feeling like I'm, I've got one thing done ahead of them waking up and needing things, right? Because our kids wake up and they demand, they start in with demands as soon as they wake up, whether it be they're too tired and need to be woken up multiple times, whether it be um, they are really hungry when they wake up or they need to go to the bathroom or, you know, all of those things that they just start in with as demands. For me, it was really, it's become really important that I get up for me, it's about 30 minutes before my kids. And then um, 30 minutes before my kids. And I mean, it can be as little as 15, but it's just, I need to be up before them. And it makes a huge difference. Our days are much better if I have a chance to wake up. When they try and wake me up, I'm so mad, right? Like, it is too early for you to be up. This is you know, and I feel like I've already started off on a bad foot because I got woken up in a bad way or not even a bad way, just got woken up before it was time. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm trying to remember what I did with my kids were little and, you know, I'm a step parent, so I never had babies. Like when I met Rose, she was four. Um, but I always had big kids and I remember, um, like, and I'm an early riser, so I would get up. Um, the only time that I was ever up with my kids is I would go to the gym in the morning before, 
um, and we had two moms, so the you know, and the division of like kind of labor was better, I think. Um, not a statement about gender stuff, but just when you have two moms, and we were both in it, you know. Um, but I would go to the gym first, and one of my kids started having an eating disorder, um, and like being self harming. So I was like, okay, instead of like obsessing about eating and stuff, we're just gonna get our daily fitness in every day, you know, and eat produce and protein. So I would get up and take one of my kids to the gym with me at like five thirty, and we go to the gym eat breakfast and I drop her off at school and then come back in and like help the mom routine so I think or get everybody going so I think it was like the fact that I was going to the gym and I was only swimming I was swimming like 30 minutes so that's what I would do I swim every day um, the gym was about 20 minutes away so it wasn't too far 15 maybe so that's what I did for myself every morning when my kids were little um, one thing that I wish that I had done is let my kids see me plan my day, like get my planner out so that they would see me plan my day. Even if I was doing it while we were eating breakfast, you know, and drinking coffee or hanging out at the breakfast table, I would like for them to see me plan my day so they would know that I allocate time for everything. So, so what about when it stops from self-care to getting your kids up of any things there and getting everybody out the door in a timely manner if your kids go out the door? Um, how about that? Any comments? I have to start early. Like if I know that we have to be leaving the driveway at 7.15, I am starting to try and move the kids from wherever they are to the door because that's all of a sudden one of them doesn't have socks. All of a sudden someone needs shoes or a jacket or, oh, but I haven't finished my food. Well, you got three seconds to finish eating, you know, because they've had 30 minutes to eat. You need to finish you know, all of those things. And so by the time we are actually strapped in, in the car, it's taken 15 minutes to get all three of us to the door to remember lunch boxes, water bottles, outerwear, make sure everyone's got socks and shoes and is dressed in clothes that they weren't wearing yesterday. And um, so that's, that's been really important, but kind of, um, we also, I also let my kids watch TV in the morning while they eat that they kind of have a chance to just slowly wake up and kind of start their day too. Because um, I know that if I slam them into just um, being awake and here, hustle, 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 do these things, it's not going to end well. So we actually, um, I get my kids up 45 minutes before we have to be in the car, just so that they have enough time to wake up and do some of their own morning routine. Right on, right on, okay. How about you, Beth? Um, I definitely suck at uh, mornings with my kids. <laughs> um, it's definitely been harder since the baby. Um, I don't think, since she's been born, I'm pretty sure my kids have gotten breakfast before school like maybe twice. And um, most days they go to school and eat breakfast there which is not very healthy, but I mean, it's like, there's not much I can do right now. Um, they're there's, eating bad. They're eating. Right. Fat is best. Yeah. Okay. Fat is best. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, that's what I tell myself. Cause there, there have definitely been times that I felt really guilty about it, but um, like I said, there's only so much I can do. And when I'm like awake all night with the baby and then my alarm goes off, I'm just, I'm exhausted and there's been times that I snooze my alarm too long and the bus gets here at 7:25 and it's 7:15 and I'm like, "Oh my god, like y'all got to y'all got to get going." And then I feel terrible cuz I'm like, 
it's not their fault that I'm, you know, waking up late and here I am rushing them around. And so I try really hard to wake up. Um, I give them about 30 minutes to get ready. And that seems like a really good time, you know, without them eating breakfast here and all that, it's a good time uh, for them to not be rushed. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's always crazy and hectic. And then as soon as they're out the door and getting on the bus, I'm just like, whew, that's when I have my coffee. <laughs> Cause like, I feel like I earned it. <laughs> like I deserve this. I'm going to sit down now and not do anything for a little while. And then, um, and then after that, I, I take a shower and rinse the bad juju off and, and start my day. So. What do you do with the baby when you're hot, taking a shower? You just put her in a plaything where you can see her or in the other room or what? Yeah, usually I bring the bouncer into the bathroom and she usually stays there for long enough for me to take a shower without fussing. Um, especially after her morning feed and everything, then she's pretty content, um, during that time of day. So most of the time. Right on. And I see you nursing there. How'd it go? Um, okay. So oh, that was my, my right boob is the one with mastitis right now. And I'm trying to just like not nurse on that side right now at all. I've been pumping that side and but I feel like I'm nursing so much on the other side that I'm scared that it's going to end up with like a clogged duct or something. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have mastitis on both sides. And so I'm like trying to even it out. I think, I feel like I'm, maybe I'm overcomplicating it in my mind, but mm -hmm. so nursing on the left side is fine, but this side is just like, it's really bad. It's so when, painful. When did it start? Um, actually it, it was, it started very quickly. It was, the night before last that I realized I had a clogged duct, but it was barely anything. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday morning I woke up and I was like, okay, this is worse. And then probably two hours after I woke up, um, it was like, I had, I felt like I had the flu. I was super achy. I was just hurting all over. Um, and then I had streaks. Oh no. Like okay. coming from my nipple all the way up, like, it was just bad. So I saw Shannon for a few minutes and she confirmed, yes, it's mastitis and you need antibiotics. So I actually did an online, a virtual doctor's appointment and it was really cool. They just prescribed the antibiotics that I needed and I got them last night. So, Oh, great. Could you give us a link or tell us more about that? Yeah. So it's called doctor on demand. I had never used it before. I was calling, I don't have insurance. So I was calling around, um, different places trying to see like what out-of-pocket payments would look like and they were all about 100 or 150 um and then this doc on demand was uh 75 dollars i had an appointment within 15 minutes of signing up and the doctor was actually really helpful and very nice so i definitely would recommend it doctor on demand okay right on i'm gonna yeah. put a link to that okay all right. Well, Mama D just showed up. Mama D, so far you've um, missed our friend-making exercise check-in and how that went, which was pretty funny. So you're going to want to listen to that in the, you know, in the review. And why don't you check in and tell us how you're doing? Hey, I'm doing all right, I think. I think I'm good. I don't know. I have my days. Um, I'm pregnant. 
<laughs> I am 15 weeks, I think. Gosh, you know, like fourth baby, people are like, how far along are you? I'm like, I have no idea. I'm just living day by day. So when's baby due? I don't know. In the summertime, I'll let you know when he comes or she comes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I think like the other day I had like this like little breakdown and my husband and I got like into a tiff, but kind of in the end, he sometimes I, like hate it because like his communication skills are getting better. That's for sure. But he tends to do this like parenting communication with me and I'm like I'm not your child so please don't talk to me like that you know <laughs> he's definitely gotten better um and and I'm definitely one to just sit there and listen and not comment back because I kind of give this like attitude like I'm giving you the silent treatment and he just takes that as well then I guess I can just keep on talking <laughs> so um but you know, it was, it was one of those like crappy days and I was just, you know, getting pissed off at everything. And he was like, I don't know what to do. Like, how can I help you? Like, I'm trying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, but I, I don't understand. You need to tell me. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know what I want. I was like, I have no idea how to help me. And so that kind of like was a light bulb in my head. And he was like, you need to like figure out what you love doing again. And, you know, when he asked me, like, what do you enjoy doing? And I was like, napping. <laughs> he was like, okay, but that's not enough. Being by myself. Yes. <laughs> not being talked down to like I'm dumb. Oh, my gosh. And uh, he was like, yeah, but that's not enough, honey. He was like, you need to, like, find something that like, brings you joy, not just, like, getting rest. He's like, I get it. Like, you need 12 hours of sleep to help you function through the day. And I only need six. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so I guess, like, I'm kind of at this, like, hmm, what do, what new hobbies do I want to do to help me, I guess, like, have fun again on my own with myself? Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Right on. And that's kind of what we were talking about with the friend-making exercise of finding something that you want to get into or maybe learn or whatever. And, um taking a class like Caitlin was talking about that her husband they just took a glass blowing class and that um and Nathan was inspired because somebody took a butchering class on how to butcher a pig I was like I had not thought about learning about butchering a pig but I also had not thought about learning how to make a lampshade so um my we, husband and I did that once it was actually really fun he it was like one of our he took me on a surprise date and we did blast a glass blowing class and that was pretty cool um uh, I don't know how to butcher a pig, but I do know how to butcher a deer. I can skin and quarter and chop, chop, chop up deer. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's actually like a pottery place over here. And I keep meaning to like call them, but they have like weird hours. It says like they only have visiting hours from five to seven. And then when I called them yesterday to figure out if they have studio space or if it's just like classes, they didn't, it didn't ring at all. It just went straight to a voicemail. So I was like, ah, you know one of those like she'll call you back on her own time I suppose or I gotta walk in there and see what's up they don't have a website what what is it they do but it's like really you know it's one of those like one page websites it's really lame it's really bad um so I gotta figure it out but I was thinking about I don't know maybe doing some pottery again getting my hands dirty with clay um 
I really and Bev wants to do that too. So like here's a here's a mom date opportunity right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know they do classes and they have like painting classes. But um yeah, I need to find out more. So anyways, that's that's where I'm at right now. I had this like massive headache for two days, um, which sucked ass. Do you have any visual disturbances with that? Huh? Visual disturbances? No, but it was definitely kind of like all in the front of my head and then like the side. And it went away, thank God. But um, yeah, it wasn't until I was like, I was like joking around with my, with Patty, the midwife about it. And she was like, uh, this is serious. Why didn't you tell me earlier? And I was like, I don't know, because I was just trying to be tough <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it finally went away though, which is good. Cause yeah, I was kind of in a, in a bad way for two days. Yesterday I went to go see my brother for his birthday. Um, and that was really actually a good trip because it's been pretty sucky with him. Much, most of you guys know my history of my brother. Um, but yesterday was a pretty good trip. Took the kids and, you know, they always enjoy seeing their uncle Sharif. And um, it was really good. Told them about the fourth baby. He was really surprised, but happily surprised, I suppose. Um, made some stupid comments, but I, it's just, I feel like he just doesn't know how to talk to people <laughs> so he says things and I kind of like want to roll my eyes at him um but he's like it's like his way of joking but they're really stupid jokes so anyways it was good though All that's right. it and you went to go see him like you traveled for that yeah we, we got in the car with my parents my mom and my dad and it was all six of us in one car drove to Austin went for lunch went to the park and then drove back and it was actually a pretty good trip except for the last 30 minutes everyone was crying in the car <laughs> so we made it <laughs> almost right on right on well we talked about um also things that people do for them um Bev drinks a cup of coffee by herself being quiet outside in nature and Caitlin takes a shower and has time for herself before the kids get up. Is there anything that you do as a morning ritual to help yourself feel grounded and okay? And what do you need? No, but of course, that's another thing my husband was like telling me. He's like, just wake up 30 minutes early and, and be by yourself for 30 minutes before you got to get the kids up before Juice wakes up for his next feed and before you have to get A going for school. Um, I'm just not a morning person. So if I can sleep in for an extra 10 minutes, I'm going to be like in the bed. Um, but I did used to sit outside and drink coffee like Beth. And so that's really nice. I really did enjoy that before. So maybe I should probably start getting into that again. Right. Yeah. Do you have a nice place to do it outside? I do. I have a really nice patio. Let me show you guys my patio because we redid it before... Idris was born. Right on. I love this. I don't, were you guys here when she found a secret door that had been blocked up in her bathroom and we got the tour that time? Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, wow. Look at this. On back patio. So it is, it's a pretty cozy little place. I would love to drink coffee there. <laughs> Yeah, right. And I got all this nice seating. You can come sit with me. 
And then I can just walk back into my bedroom and go back to bed. <laughs> Dude, that's the setup. Who needs an extra door in your bathroom when you have that door there? <laughs> so, yeah, no, I really should make use of that because we worked hard on that patio. You can totally tell. Okay, well, everybody got the memo that next week is um, securing in the bedroom now, according to Caitlin. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, and you know, they have those ones that have little nets or mesh, so you're not you're making as much plastic. See, you can be environmentally friendly with your Keurig or friendlier. So um, we're going to every week now, guys. Um, and Caitlin is a co-host. Um, Bev, Mama D, think about if you guys would be open to co-hosting, because as my birth practice picks up, I might not be able to host as much. Like, you know, it might be a last minute, like, oh shit, who can host? So just think about whether you'd be open to doing that. And um, we're going to a sponsorship platform too. So 99 cents a month, I think is kind of what my goal was. Bev, you inspired me on that one. So thank you for being the point that helped with that. And um, we're going to end up switching links. So I don't know how to switch that in the, the text reminder, but Blythe will help me with that. Dr. Blythe will help me because um, of the new year, we'll start with a new Zoom link, which so it won't be this one anymore. Mama D, did you join off the text reminder? Is that how you knew? which where to go yes okay. yeah i joined off the text reminder okay so um yeah and right now according to our podcast we have an audience of nine <laughs> but um we've made um like a certain amount of like i can't even remember how many we've done but we've been doing content for this is our second year like or our third year we're going into our third year of content our third season if you will so that's exciting um I'm pretty pumped about that. We've been doing a good job. And Caitlin's been here since the beginning. You have too, Mama D, haven't you? I forget when you joined in. Do you remember? Yeah, no, I think it was like the beginning. I think so. I mean, I've yeah. been here for two years because I was here right after my second was born and then all through okay. my third. Moving on to four. Okay. Well, go us. So anybody got a topic that they want to talk about for next week? Hmm, so chatty. All right. Well, I'm going to get on everybody's ass about what you've been doing for self-care, your morning routine. So we'll have a morning routine check-in next week. Um, did you use that, you know, um, patio? Did you guys make a friend date for doing ceramics? I mean, let's, let's talk. Let's do it. And um, I'll see you in a week. All right. All right. Let's unmute ourselves. Tell each other we love each other because we do. Bev, if you need more support with mastitis, I'm here for you. Um, you know, being in the shower, the hot, all that stuff, you know, a hand expressing while you're in the shower on the warm water and you can get a comb, you know, like a barbershop comb and gently comb your boob towards the nipple. Sometimes, I don't know what about those little tines like helps. I don't know. It's also an acupressure technique. So, and one of those combs will last the rest of your life. So there you go. Okay. Even if your kids try and destroy it. Um, but if you need more support, you know, I'm available for you. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. I'm muting. We love each other. Mama D, good job showing up. Everybody, Caitlin. Love you. Love you Bye. guys. Bye. All this together. Ciao for now. Hey, this is Rowan. And I wanted to remind you, and this is a passion project for Caitlin also, that the PSI warm line, the helpline is 1-800-944-4773. 
So it's 1-800-944-4773. And you can also text them, which is more comfortable for a lot of us. So you can text their helpline at 503-894-9453. And then also Anchor allows you to send us a message. So if you've got something going on and you want us to talk about it and you're not going to be able to attend or you're not going to be able to attend live, but you want us to hear what the group's thoughts are on it, go ahead and send me a message through Anchor. And there's a link in the show notes here. But more than anything, postpartum can be a very difficult time and a very challenging and it might be one of the hardest times in your entire life. And I just don't want you to feel quite as alone. So if you want to listen, if you want to talk, I'm here to listen. If you want to listen too, that's great. But if you want to talk, we're here to listen. And please consider joining us live every Tuesday at 11 o'clock. That's central time here in the U.S. Thanks for listening.